Well, welcome everyone to uh, 461 Response. We are a crisis management team of the Assemblies of God. 461 Response. We're going to go through a number of things here about that. As we begin, we uh, we respond to critical incidents, and we will get into all of that um, in a little bit. First of all, I want to begin with a video clip. Actually, let's do this. We need to introduce ourselves to who is here and um, what you do, what your ministry is or what you are involved in, or, and also a little bit, a word or two as to what you are looking to get out of this uh, little breakaway session here today. So speak up loud. I know this is being recorded here. I'm not, I don't think they're going to get everybody's, get, pick up everybody, but we want to open up with... Uh, your name, where you're from, and what you do, and what you would like to get out of this class, and we'll see what we can do for you. So, nice and loud. Yes, this is it. Yes, amen. Yes. Amen. It just existed a few, just a few years ago. So this is brand new in Ohio. Yes. Oh, this is great. Thank you. Yes, your name. Yes. Thank you, thank you. Yes, your name and who you, who you, what, what you do and what you expect out of this or hope to get something out of this or whatever. All right.
Yeah. Okay. Good. All right. Thank you. Oh my, yes, 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 yes. Whoa. Very good. Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. Yes. Mm. Very good. Very good. Exact, that's good. Yes. One mark. <laughs> Yes, we have today. Yes. 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 Thanks, Mark. Yes. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's exactly what this is. Psychological first aid. This is that's a good term for this. It's what we're talking about. Uh, Brother Dave Turner from Guatemala, the missionary there, has invited us. We were supposed to go last year to do some training, to training some crisis management teams in Guatemala for the same kind of things that you're talking about, and. Uh, so because of COVID and everything, we're here. I don't know what's going to happen this year either. It's a little scary getting out there in this world now in those places. But uh, we, we still got it on on schedule online. We're, we're planning it whenever the door opens right. So, And uh, he was all, all excited about that. And he's, he's actually, him and his wife are a part of this team as well. So, Yes, go ahead. Thank you. Yes. Yes, sir. I, I am a student of Africa. I uh, learned about Ebola from the wife of uh, somebody who was in Africa. Oh, yeah. Very good. <laughs> okay, stress is a part of all of our lives. It was stress management is what we're talking about. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Good. 
Okay, good. Amen. Good. Amen. Yes. All right. Uh, your youngest. All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Good. Thank you. And sir in the back. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, she'll let you know. She'll let you know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Well, praise God. I'm glad you're all here. I pr I, my prayer is that you will get something of what you have come for today. There's a lot to cover from what you all mentioned. It'd be great to be a part of some of the classes. And I know that during the classes, which I would encourage you to sign up for, we're having a class while we're speaking about that. We're having a, a, a training class. We have usually have an April and September. Right now, it's scheduled for April 16th and 17th at New Beginnings Assembly of God in Tiffin, Ohio, April 16th and 17th, and that is going to be on group crisis intervention. This, this is an interactive uh, gr uh, uh, intervention. We do a number of, number of different interventions when we, in, our, in our ministry. But uh, this is group intervention, which is the basic uh, class that you need for any crisis management team, not only ours, but any other crisis management team that you would be on, you're going to have to take exactly this class. Now, group crisis intervention is the go-to uh, training for the, for, um, the uh, uh, FEMA and the United Nations, which I'm not a big fan of the United Nations, but nevertheless, it, they, they look to this kind of stuff that we're doing right here. And when you go into a crisis, you're going to see teams such as this that will be at disasters, that will be at all kinds of critical situations. It is this right here. The Assemblies of God uh, has started one a, a number a few years ago, and the national, national team, and uh, we in Ohio, uh, and I'll get into hum what where I'm coming from in all of this a little bit later on in the slides. But I want to let you know that if you're interested in this class, it would be great if you could sign up today. You can sign this piece of paper here or out in the, out in the foyer. We do have a sign-up sheet is there as well. So that would be very good. The cost is $50. You can sign up today. It would be great if you could put a deposit down. However, since we are all followers of Jesus Christ, I will trust you, no, but uh, to, to come and just, and just pay it at, at the door. So great training, great training. We do have some of our team here. We have 25-plus people on our team, and we have uh, three of them here. And this is Billy Powell and his wife, Brittany, which is my niece. And, um, and then my wife, Lori, who is um, each team. Uh, crisis intervention team, we must have a mental health person. And my wife is that. She's not mental, but she is a mental health. She's a <laughs> she calls me mental. <laughs> what scares me is that she can put me in the hospital. <laughs> she can, she can put me in. But, um, so I, I, I move forward with trembling and fear. She is a licensed professional school counselor. 
He worked for the Finley City Schools in Finley, Ohio. He's also a licensed professional community counselor. She is also a counselor at Pathways Christian Counseling. And she also holds a licensure for, for teaching. And she taught middle school for 19 years. And now she's a full-time counselor. So she's our, one of our, well, our main mental health person here. We do have some other social workers that are on our team as well that uh, offer that, uh, that uh, discipline that we need when we go out on a call. We, every t we need a team, when we have a team, we need a mental health person on that team for whatever we do. All right, here's something that happened one year ago at Billy and Brittany's church in Port Clinton, Ohio. And, and Billy is a part of our team as well, as I mentioned. He has done and taken an incredible, uh, does an incredible job on putting together this media that you see. Uh, alerting all the TV stations, and it was just amazing what took place up in Port Clinton just one year ago, January. But here we go. If I can get it going here. Thank you. 
Okay. Still working with their kidnappers on the Chicago story. What Chicago investigators did so Okay. Now I gotta get out of this and go into Okay, just a second here. Um My wife's computer should open up. There we go. Okay. I'm going to build through this. All right. Synergy presentation. You can see it. Um, inside of the booklet, inside of the booklet you have, we'll go over this real quickly here today. This little pamphlet is what we hand out to everybody at every response in there is self-explanatory. You can read about it, it uh, what a critical incident is, what a crisis is. They're two different things. One leads to the other or can lead to the other. Critical incident can lead to a crisis, but not every critical incident is a crisis, but every crisis has a critical incident that causes it. And here are some common signs of stress. I was taking one of the classes here. That's it, yeah, that's it. So I was taking a class one time on training all of this, and I started reading some of these things, and I thought, oh, my goodness, I'm under a lot of stress right now. <laughs> all of these, the many of these things were fitting me right at the time. I said, oh, my goodness, I need help. <laughs> but um, it's quite amazing. And we have highlighted a couple of things here, certain things here that are, that are uh, need immediate medical attention. If that is happening to you, see a doctor. But all these other things are common signs of stress and what will happen, may happen in a time of stress. But that's, we're just briefly going over this right now. This little thing right here I designed for pastors and they can have this on their desk. When a situation happens in your church, in your community, this is a good quick reference. When to call, death of a student or a leader. It's always good to call, crisis management team. And I know, you know, as pastors, you know, we're the ones that they call. You know, we are the ones that come, are supposed to come. And, and so it's hard for us to feel that we really need help. But there are times when we do. There are times when we don't. We can handle it ourselves. But there are times when it's beyond our, uh, uh, our level here or, or we are too close to the situation Really, we need some others to come in. We even have had, I'm, I'm on the EMS in Bluffton, Ohio, and our EMS team has had to ask our crisis management team to come in and do a debriefing with our EMS team. And uh, so I'm on both teams. So I'm sitting there as an EMT going through a debriefing from our crisis management team. So I'm on both sides of it, you know. It's interesting to be on the other side of that in need of because of a certain situation that took place. So a natural disaster with property destruction that is widespread that can have be devastating to a, to a congregation or to a community as well. Incident with extended media, whatever that may be. Suicide, there's been a lot of suicides in schools this year. Unbelievable, sad kind of things. A pastoral leadership crisis, which was a unique situation there. But a multi-casualty incident. These things really need, uh, as we listed here, to be called. You, you, need, to, you need to call our team. <laughs> you need to call a crisis management team. 
Info needed at the call. It's all there. What, will we, what we will need from you when you call. And this is a volunteer team as we have, uh, which we went over that already. Um, I got to turn it on. Well, we don't need that. We can do that. Um, we are a team of volunteer people, multidisciplined individuals, professionals, church ministry leaders serving area churches, student ministries, public service personnel, industry, and other organizations involved in various types of critical incidents. We go to schools. We've done a number of schools. Uh, I, I got to step back a little bit. I'm on another team called Western Ohio Team, which is a secular team. And this team has about 200 members in Western Ohio. It's one of the premier crisis intervention teams in the state of Ohio. I've been on that team for about 20 years. I was with it when it was like 25 people. We've grown to 200. One of the core leaders there. We have gone to so many schools. We go on the law enforcement. We go to fire departments. We go to EMS squads. Again, schools, industry. And now we are, we are on call for, um, uh, we, we're looking at going into some of the courts that may have a, a, a high um, impact case going on where after it is settled, whatever the, whatever the verdict may be, they're calling for a team to be on call in case something happens, which was quite interesting, you know. So moving into all of those, this is, this is what I see as the church needs to be, I don't mean to preach the sermon here, the church <laughs> needs to be on the cutting edge of this. People that are in crisis, we are the people of God. Paul said this, we are those upon whom the end of the ages has come. We have the words of reconciliation, Paul tells us. We need to be the ones out there, really, this uh, spiritual, emotional uh, crisis that are going on in people's lives. Jesus is the answer to all of our problems and all of our uh, issues in life. So um, we provide ministries, services, including pre-incident stress education, which means we can come to your ministry, to your church, and, and um, introduce pretty much what I'm doing here today, what, what you need to have in your church in, in case of a crisis, uh, to prepare you for that crisis. It's not if that crisis is going to happen. It's when it happens. It will happen. It will happen. I will tell you one story real quickly here. Tiffin, Assembly of God. Pastor Rex King, in past October, he had a very, and this is all public knowledge, I'm not sharing anything that's uh, confidential here, it's all, the newspaper is all over, and a five-year-old boy, this is just a tragic, horrible thing, uh, got a hold of a loaded gun in the house and accidentally shot himself, and he died, and he was a little boy of, of their church. He called our team to come, so we came and we went there on a Sunday morning, ministered to the congregation with what we call a CMB, Crisis Management Briefing, which is what we have uh, right up here, Crisis Management Briefing. 
where we address the whole congregation for about 10 minutes and we tell them why we're here and we will help them during the service if they have uh, an issue during the service. We have uh, interventionists. We are not counselors. We are not counselors. We want everybody to know we are not counselors. Okay? We make that very clear in our training. We have counselors, but we are not counselors. Okay. So during the service, if anybody had any issues, we were back in the, in the foyer, in the back of the sanctuary, able to minister to them. Rooms were assigned to us that we could use to take people back into and, and, and talk with them. If during the service they had an issue, they, they, you know, memory or whatever the case. And then at the same time, the children's ministries, uh, we had my wife Lori was with them and did a kind of a debriefing there uh, with all the children and the children's leaders. So it was really a, an incredible time. And then Thursday, following the funeral of this, we had a debriefing session with the family, the extended family, adults at one location and then another location of the building simultaneously, there were the kids, the children of the family. And we had Brittany and Lori, we had I think seven or eight people come from across the state of Ohio that's on our team, from Columbus, from Fort Clinton, from Swanton, from, from Finley, from Bluffton, from Mount Corey, uh, I'm trying to think of any place else, Mentor, Mentor, Ohio, all come to Tiffin, Ohio, Thursday night, all on their own expense. This is all volunteer. There is no cost for crisis intervention. And they came in the evening. Some of them came two-hour drive one way. And then till about 9 o'clock or so, and then go back home. I think this is so good. This, I saw that happen. I thought, man, this is fantastic. Isn't this truly what the body of Christ is to do? Ministering to one another, bearing one another's burdens so that we may fulfill the law of Christ. This is Ohio for Jesus. <laughs> and it was so good. So that's uh, what we, we did there. This is pastoral crisis intervention. The pastoral crisis intervention is basically a one-on-one -on -one intervention. Talking to people one-on-one. -on -one. Diffusing. Diffusing usually happens about eight out between eight and 12 hours of the onset of the incident. After about 12 hours, then it goes into something else. Because after about, I'm giving you a really brief training here. After about uh, eight to 10 hours, people who have been involved in this critical incident begin to put on a membrane, you know, put on some guards. But when that incident is fresh, that's when you want to get a, a, a ministry to them because it's, they're, they're, it's fresh in their hearts, in their mind, and they will share. And it's good to get some things off their, sh off their chest, so to speak. And we minister to them. That's a diffusing. After that, then we go to a debriefing. And so with this little boy, we went to a debriefing, and that was that following Thursday night. Uh, and then after every diffusing, debriefing, follow-up, we, ha we, we have a follow-up. We call back to see how things are going. And if during these sessions that we have, and we are, our training shows us that, you know, what to look for, that if there's something that is happening there that we feel is necessary and beyond our scope of practice here, we refer that to the pastor. 
we have two referrals uh, agencies right now that we use. We want more, and that is Emerge Ministries, of course, and then Pathways Christian Counseling, which my wife is a part of in Findlay, Ohio. These are spirit-filled uh, counseling agencies that do an awesome, amazing job. Of course, I know the I know the Kim from Pathways, and I also have talked to Dr. Crosby at Emerge Ministries, and uh, and it's been a great conversation with them, and they are on board with what we do here. So we refer as we need to. We are not going to try to do something that we have not been trained to do. One way to look at it, somebody mentioned, was psychological first aid. That's exactly one way to look at this. As the EMS is to the surgeon and the hospital, we, 46-1 response, are to the Christian counselor and the pastoral counselor. That's one good way to look at it. Not everybody that falls in their backyard needs to go to the hospital. Sometimes we get calls on the EMS. Honestly, <laughs> these are tough calls at 3.30 in the morning. I just need help getting up. Oh, we get out of bed, we go down to the station, get on the EMS truck, we go there, and we pick them up, and we put them back in bed. And then we go home and we go back to bed. <laughs> then an hour later, we get another call, you know. So, but that's what, as we are, as the EMS is the hospital, we are to Christian counseling. Okay. Okay, forget that thing here. Our mission, what we do. Uh, the mission of 461 Response is to assist any and all churches, the public and private sector communities. We haven't, you know, this is focused on churches. However, if we are called to a EMS unit or a fire department or a police department, as we get out there known, um, but we have that, we have that you know, separation of church and state kind of thing going on. So I don't know how much we're going to get called to secular uh, businesses and institutions uh, but, uh, or, or you know, public uh, personnel things, but uh, our focus is on the body of Christ. There are a lot of crises that are going on in churches that we don't see, we, we are missing. And, uh, and I think they're, they're, we, we need to be aware of some of those things. Um, help them cope with the impact of critical stress by coordinating critical incident stress resources, which is diffusing, debriefing, et cetera, to lessen the impact, to mitigate the impact of the critical incident stress and to hasten the recovery from a critical incident. The 46-1 response of how team will upon, uh, well, wait a minute. Okay, didn't come up on my slide here, okay. Okay, now my computer's not working, but it, this works, it's good. Um, has been established to offer church staff church congregations, ministries, public and private sector communities who have been involved in a critical incident, access to support and services within a biblical context. The secular team, we use the same materials as they, but we, we put in the word of God, we put in the power of the Holy Spirit, and we put in prayer. Been involved in the secular team for 20 years. So many interventions, 175 to 200 interventions over the past 20 years, if not more. 
and each one, you know, they do, they offer a lot. We offer a lot to these uh, law enforcement, EMS, schools, and everything. And we do, um, you know, group inter interventions. And after a number of these, I began to think, I thought, oh, man, goodness, after we're all done, it just kind of, we're done. And these people have shared their heart. We've, we've gone through a process to get them to think about this whole incident in another way. And by the time we're done, and there are some coping mechanisms that we, we put out there to them. But as a pastor, I'm thinking, we need to have a word of prayer here, you know. There are issues here in people's lives where Jesus is the answer to them. But it's a secular team, so I'm not... Uh, uh, free to just interject that. So I, I go away from some of these things and think, oh my goodness, I can't, I can't take this. We gotta, we gotta pray. You know, we gotta have a word of prayer to wrap this up and, uh, and, uh, and, and, and minister to the needs of the people. Um, and, and this, this is a little, little, little uh, uh, sketchy. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, as assemblies of God, Pentecostal, I believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I believe that a word of knowledge, a word of wisdom, and the Spirit of God can speak to us about a situation that's happening and give you a word, perhaps. I know we all have to be careful about this. We all, you know, when people come and say, oh, God told me to tell you, be careful of all that. Make sure, you know, I, I want to be on the cautious side. But it's true, though. It does work. God does speak that way. And I, I think as Pentecostals, we are unique in that the Holy Spirit can talk to us. And we can minister to somebody one-on-one -on -one and say, the Lord really impressed upon me and hit it right on the head. The Lord can, can speak to us a need. Secular team, forget it. That's not going to happen. We give them cookies and water, and we talk a little bit, and we go. Well, after these, you know, I, I mean, I want to talk to them about the Lord. I, I want to say to them, you know, the Bible tells us this, and Jesus can do this, and the, the Word of God says this answer for them so this is what we want to open this thing up to because the Lord is the answer in the crisis situation within a biblical context we will respond to a critical incident which could, could impact the church congregation and or staff we'll assist the church congregation or staff and personnel in maintaining a high level of performance in his her or their ministries and or duties. Critical situations can really cause some some troubles in um, in the in the body of Christ. Also, we'll minister to the church community with needs as requested by the Hollow Ministry Network. There may be we're all we are under the under the umbrella, I guess, or under the authority of the Ohio Ministry Network. I sent to them all the reports that we do. They have a report of every incident that we went on and all of what happened on those. The district network office has all of that on record, every incident that we've done. I want to keep them up to date on everything that goes on. And if there is something that happens, um, they can uh, call us and um, you know we are accountable to them. We're not just out on our own. We are accountable to our ministry network since this is in the Assemblies of God ministry. <laughs> we'll respond to public crisis such as mass murders, which we have. 
and natural disasters, partnering with AG Ministries such as Convoy of Hope, U.S. Missions, Emerge Ministries, Chi Alpha, RVers, uh, Alive, Youth Alive. In January, this, this past January, we were invited, Ohio, uh, 46 One Response, Ohio team was invited to the Summers of God headquarters in Springfield, Missouri. I went, and uh, they're developing um, a, a, a national disaster relief effort from the Assemblies of God throughout the United States. They ask us to come to be a part of a team of about 25 people. Convoy of Hope was there. Chi Alpha leaders were there. Uh, RV leadership were there. Youth Alive leadership and other ministries putting together protocol for a coordinated response of the Assemblies of God to a natural disaster. There's an earthquake or something big in California, a hurricane in Florida or wherever. We want to have as a as a movement a a a a unified, coordinated effort for a response. And so that's why they had all of these here. It was a great honor. It was an honor and a privilege to sit with Convoy of Hope and, and the RVers and and to work with them. So we were working. We had a great uh, opportunity to uh, uh, impact this protocol that is being developed uh, for the national office. Because of what we're doing here in Ohio, it, it is so good. We have different protocols. Speaking of protocols, we have what we call a standard protocol, which we have put together for 46-1 Ohio team. And, and we're the only team that really has this kind of protocol. We also have a protocol, special protocol, for responding to church crises. And it goes through. Now, this is very detailed as to every, every step that we take, uh, from the pastor to the board to everybody in the congregation. It is a step-by-step, -step proven, actually, uh, uh, response. This was adapted from our Western Ohio team's response to school. And I'm telling you, We've done so many schools. We put it, adapted it, modified it for the body of Christ, for church. Our first opportunity to do that was in Tiffin. And I want to say it worked incredible. <laughs> it was fantastic. I do say so myself. Um, but so we are, we are connected with all of these ministries, Emerge Ministry, as I mentioned as well. And when something happens, we will be there if we are at, at all able to do that. Down in Dayton, Ohio, at the mass murder down there. At that time, I was in Springfield, Missouri when that happened. We were attending Central Assembly of God. I woke up in the morning at 6 o'clock or whatever, and I saw that this had happened in Dayton. We were at my daughter's place, and I called. At that time, the general council was taking place in Orlando. I thought, oh, man, we've got to go to Dayton. We've got to get to Dayton. This, this, if 46-1 Ohio is going to do anything, this is what we've got to do. We got to be there, no, what, whatever it takes. So I called Mike Rickard, the head of 46-1 nationally, and he was in Orlando. I said, hey, Mike, we need as much free stuff. It's general counsel. You got to get as much free stuff as you can. You can edit this from the, from the, from the recording here. But so I, Mike, Mike said, um, okay, let me see what I can do because your office is closed. <laughs> so I'll get hold of my secretary. She's still in Springfield. I said, okay, whatever you can give to us, man, we need it. We're going to get down to Dayton. And uh, so... We were going to church at Central that morning, and, and, and his secretary texted me and said, I'm in the foyer. 
We got hats, we got t-shirts, we got this and we got that. Right here. Oh man, this is incredible. I just walked out from the service, picked it up, put my car, and when we were done, we took off to Ohio. Tuesday morning, of course, we couldn't do it Monday. Tuesday morning, we were in Dayton, Ohio, ministering to those people on the street. Everybody understand what I'm talking about? Dayton mass murder in 2019, I think it was. 2019? So 2019, Oregon District. And we were down there, and what we do, and we had like a different amount of team members that came. I mean, everybody's got jobs. It's really uh, a challenge for people to get off work and, and do this. However, our team has been phenomenal in responding. We respond, I'm going to throw this in here, as an EMS team responds. On EMS, we have a monitor. When something happens, the tone goes off, and we go. The same thing with the 461 response. When something happens, we get a call. I put a text out to all of the team members and say, we need a team for such and such a place. Can you make it? Can you make it? Let me know. We're going to put together a team according to the responses that I get. It's just incredible. So works really good. So we are on call. We're on call right now today. If something happens tonight someplace, give us a call. We'll, we'll get a team. And Billy and Brittany, I know, will come no matter what's going on. <laughs> no, and uh, I'll be there. Lori will be there. We do our best. It's a, big, it's a challenge, but it's amazing how people respond. Um, so down in Dayton, we went down there. Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, every day from 9 to about 3 to 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Media was big. We go down, and, and, and um, the crosses that were made there for all these that were dead, uh, people come. This is what do people do. They come to these memorials, and they will stand, and they will just stand there. They have nothing to do with it at all, and they'll just stand there and cry. Stand there and cry. One young lady, and I, there's so many stories I could talk all day about what happened in Dayton. But here's what we do. On those kind of mass murders, on those kind of public kind of situations like that, it's really one-on-one. -on -one. There's no debriefing, no debusings, and no group interactions. It's one-on-one. -on -one. As they're standing there looking at it and crying or whatever, we walk up to them very calmly and stand beside them and uh, just kind of be there. There's something called what we call presence of Ministry, ministry of presence, just being there, you know. Jesus is in us. When you walk up to somebody, they feel Jesus standing beside them. One young lady, she was a student at University of Dayton. She was on her way to class. She had some summer classes going on. And she said, you know, I and she talked to me. I, I stood, went up and stood beside her, and I asked her, here's the question we ask. How are you doing? How are you handling this situation? And that opens the door, they just talk now. Just, it just goes from there on. And our goal is to pray with them. We pray with over 100 people. And uh, a number of, a few of them, I should say, gave their heart to Jesus Christ. And we connected them with Chi Alpha that were there and, and other ones. So this one lady, from, this one young lady from Dayton University, she said, I was going to drive by the exit today on my way to school. But she said, I felt, I felt God speaking to me to stop, something speaking to me, she said, to stop by the Oregon District and just see. She says, and now I know why. I'm not lifting myself up here. I'm just saying, you know, we often say, Lord, I want people to see you in me. We sing songs like that. Lord, you know, may people see Jesus in me. And so that happens. People do see Jesus in you. 
You've been asking for that. And Jesus said, yes, I'll, I'll show them me through you. That's the whole purpose, isn't it? So she said, you know, he says, now I know why I stopped. She said, you came up to me. She said, I'm going to tell you right now. And nobody's ever said to me. This, she said, I feel Jesus right here. She said, my mom and I, have we do Bible studies from time to time. She said, when we talk about God moments, she said, and this is a God moment. And she began to lay her heart out to me, you know. She said, this is just amazing. She said, I see Jesus around. I thought, wait a minute. No, no, I don't know about that. But, you know, I, but she was really touched in her heart. And um, she gave us a testimony. I called back later because the Pentecostal Evangel, the digital Pentecostal Evangel on the AG website, August of 2019, you can go in there and find Ohio. And we have an article in there on this response in Dayton. And she, uh, of course, gave a longer testimony than what is printed. Uh, but uh, she, she is involved. She is in that. So it's just a great testimony, just incredible things. A number of things happened. My wife prayed with a young man from uh, one of the universities there. He actually had a Chi Alpha shirt on, but he didn't know what Chi Alpha meant. He just found the shirt at college and put it on. <laughs> but uh, so he was wearing this thing, Chi Alpha, and Lori was ministering to him on the street. He was kneeling on the sidewalk on the corner, and she prayed with him and led him to the Lord. We connected him with the uh, Chi Alpha man in the uh, University of Dayton. It was it just, and Wright University, Wright State University. Okay. Are accomplishing the mission here, what we do. We assess the situation that's happening. The response is tailored to the need. A lot of this stuff goes into the training that we give, so we don't go through all of that. And then there's always a follow-up as to what's happening. Our target, what, who we minister to, everybody in the world, basically. Anybody who calls. Uh, churches, staff, congregations, ministries, communities. Churches that have a death in the town, in your community, that's not connected to your church, you can do something. What, they, what we did in Port Clinton is, is what you can do. Open up your church building. Call in 46-1 response. Have uh, refreshments. What Port Clinton did was just phenomenal. They had the sanctuary open for prayer, and some of the people that were from the congregation were there for, to help with people in praying. We had a room, couple rooms set up for any kind of group interaction that we may need to do, a diffusing with some people. And then we had a fellowship, a food. They were just out of this world on food preparation. They were ready. So when the community, community came in, um, we ministered to them. And you can open the doors for the, for the community and announce that. Hey, we have, we have a crisis intervention team that will come in. I mean, crisis intervention teams is a hot item right now in our communities. They really are. And everything, our secular team has been called to the mental health board in uh, the different counties around Lima, Ohio. We're, we're constantly going to them, talk to them. Children's services, they're calling our team in. Uh, it, it's, it's everything. And schools and families, schools. Again, we could talk all day on our school responses. I wish I had more time to tell you all those things. We're running out of time. Got to stop in about three minutes. Most effective, we feel, in, is assisting the pastoral staff and leaders um, and providing support for them. That is where my heart is at, is that churches be strong when they go through a crisis. And that crisis can be, a critical incident can be just about anything, believe it or not. Um, credentials, here are my credentials. <laughs> I have a hesitation to, to say what I do. 
but my son-in-law says, no, you got to tell him. Go ahead and tell him. Uh, okay. So here, here we are, 45 years of ministry. This year, January 6, 1976, I started as a youth pastor in Bethel, Assembly of God, Perrysburg, Ohio. Incredible times. I'm so old. I feel so old. Oh, my goodness. I, I thought maybe I should apply for a senior citizen's pastorship or something and bring the youth group back because they're old now, you know. We'd redo it all over. I'd still be the pastor. 20 years as an EMT, <laughs> 500 hours of pre-hospital continual education, EMS training. Thank God. I never dreamed in my life that I'd ever be an EMT, but the Lord showed me that in Bluffton one day, and it worked out. And I tell you, I was able to pray with people. I was able to pray with people just before they died. Just before they went off into eternity. The opportunity to lead them to Jesus Christ. It pays to be a Christian on the EMS. Let me tell you, it's so exciting. 20 years of CISM, 125 hours there, eight certificates, et cetera. A Western Ohio team, instructor for them. I'm also... Um, uh, I remember I mentioned about the National Relief Forum at the Assemblies of God. Uh, I instruct two classes. Uh, Western Ohio team, our team is 25 plus a therapy dog. Certified, certified therapy dogs. And sometimes these dogs, I tell you, these certified therapy dogs are just one amazing little creature that God has given to us. And we have our therapy dog, her name is Molly. She's trained, she's a cabochon. She does perfect. We just went to a school where um, a student in, in was killed on a snowmobile accident, uh, a middle school, and they called for the team to come in. They asked for Molly to come, and we brought in Molly, walked the halls. These kids go bananas on this little dog and this, these little animals. I was never big on this, you know, but boy, when I s we got Molly, and she's trained, and Lori takes her to school every day. Um, they do amazing things. Um, Billy Graham Rapid Response Team I'm a part of. Uh, we responded to the Pulse Club in Orlando in 2016. I was, on the, I was on the Billy Graham Rapid Response Team. It was just out of this world. It was just amazing, 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 unbelievable. The people that you talked to from the president of the hospital, his wife came down in tears to Lori and I and asked, will you please pray for us? Her husband was in the hospital, the high rise hospital. He's the president of it. She said, he hasn't come out of there in five days. We really need help. All kinds of situations and stories that came to that, to that area. Um, I even met Mr. T. Mr. T. If you've been alive in the 1980s, you know who I'm talking about. He came down. He talked to me. We had a great conversation. We prayed. He's a, he loved the Lord, and he said he's doing a great job. I met the governor, who's now a senator, and the police chief. But more important than that, we prayed with a number of people. It was just awesome, awesome, awesome thing. Two things that the police officers said to us. We wouldn't go up to police officers. They came up to us. And they said, there's two things, just to give you uh, an impact of how things happen, two things that we cannot get over, and that is when we walked into that Pulse Club, what shocked us was the water it was all blood. It was over their ankles. They weren't ready for that shock. Because when they broke into the back of it, they busted pipes and everything, 50 people dead and bleeding, and these police officers walk in there, and blood is over their shoes. 
They, they, just, they just freaked out on that. said, the other thing that are really bothering us at the police department is when we walked in there, all the cell phones that were ringing, ringing, just ringing, 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 all kinds of cell phone tones. So we can't get at that out of our head. This is what happens in a critical incident that we don't think about that people have a difficult time. This is why we are here to minister to that kind of situation really quickly here. Missing to the spiritual needs. It's, it's always, um, did I get that? This is not working quite right. Okay. Well, there is a beginning and an end to our response. We begin when we get the call, and there is a protocol that we follow that we conclude. We're not there forever. We're only there for a certain amount of time, and then we leave. We will always come back. Um, we address the spiritual needs by keeping an assessment of what's going on during all of our intervention. We pray with them. Some of the most challenging, well, see, uh, okay. Some of the most challenging things will be the death of a child, suicide, mass casualties. One of the obstacles that we have, I know it sounds like an odd obstacle, is getting people to recognize that we have a need. That's the biggest challenge. One of the challenges or obstacles is that we are here, they're recognizing the need that we are here to bear one another's burdens and not just carry it all ourselves. We cannot, when, if we feel that we have to carry it ourselves, we begin to lose hope. But we don't have to. We bear one another's burdens. So getting beyond that is a big thing. Okay. Whew. It seems like I always talk so fast getting through this. And it's warm in this room. Any questions? Yes. Yes. Yes, I will offer these classes actually any time. We, we have one scheduled, usually scheduled for April and September. But if there is a group of people like two <laughs> or three or four, uh, two or three, I will come. We will do a class wherever you are. Yes, you know, that's an amazing question. <laughs> I'm so glad you asked that. Um, right now, to, to be honest with you, it is the one church gave us an offering. One, not one church, but one of the churches uh, gave us an offering that uh, we were able to use. But all of this, other than that, this has all been my private, out of my personal funds. Everything, everything you have here today is all personal financed, and it's been a couple of thousand dollars throughout all of this. But you know, this is what it's about. We're about. This is what it's about. How do we give? We can give. We, had a, we have an account set up through Tri-County Family Assembly of God. Tri-County Family Assembly of God in Bluffton, Ohio. Tri-County Family Assembly of God in Bluffton, Ohio. They handle it for, for 46-1 response. And it's recorded there and kept. And you can get a receipt. It's just the ministry there. It's not Tri-County Family Assemblies of God own ministry, but we had to run it through. I wanted to run it through something where it is accountable. So you can give. And if you do give, write it to write it 46 1 response Ohio team. Any other questions about anything? Amen. I tell you, 
Um, you know, as, if, been, if anybody's ever been on EMS, fire department, law enforcement, you know there's stories upon stories upon stories we can all talk about. And we love talking about those in some ways. But the need is great. There are things that are happening in churches that we overlook, that we don't think is a crisis. Pardon? I'm sorry. No, my son Jeremiah attends this church here, and his wife Ashley. They're on the team, okay. so they came from actually from Radiant oh, Life. Yeah, Jeremiah and Ashley. They're my. Oh, I know them. Yeah, Do you know them? Oh yeah. Are I they know are they good people? They're great. All right, that's good. Uh, you know, you can talk to Jeremiah and Ashley, and they will. Yeah. You can be on this team. All you need to do is take this class. And it's not, pa- and we want, we want pastors, to, we pastors are welcome, Mark, pastors are welcome, but we're not, we're not focusing on pastors. This is not a, this is not a, a pastoral ministry. This is a lay person's ministry from the body of Christ. And we need pastors, we need chaplains and anybody else. It's like we have missionaries on it right now. Um, yes. Well, our, our goal here is this. We want to get this out to everybody. We want pastors to get this in their hands, and there's some of these laying out on the table. Feel, feel free to take some of these. Feel free to take these pamphlets, okay? And there's a, an announcement out there for the training that we're going to have in April. Uh, feel free to put that up in any church that you want to. Uh, we'll allow you to do that. Um, and this is so good because I, I came up with this idea that, you know, a pastor, if he had this on his desk or close by, something happened, this is the information that you need. And what we, when you make a call, what we're going to ask you for is um, an explanation of the incident. What happened? We're going to ask you for the location, uh, the onset. When did it start? A number of people in ministries that are involved or what, what you want to do. Maybe it's a community. just want to open up your church to something. The contact numbers of key people and the pastor, secretary, others, and the location of the church and ministry. Those are the key information ingredients that we're going to need. And then we will, we will um ask for that information then we will give you an immediate assessment of the response and a decision on if the team's going to come sometimes it's not necessary you know but most of the time it is but there are times when we feel that no it appears that you're handling it well I don't think you really need us you know but you know when where and nature of the response the location and the logistics of our response like the rooms and uh, maybe some, some water and <laughs> other things for afterwards. What we did in Tiffin was just beautiful, per- perfect. After that session on Thursday night, the debriefing, we had a word of prayer with that group, with that family. Uh, I'm telling you, it was wonderful. I felt so good. It felt so good. And you can talk to Pastor King from Tiffin, and he will tell you, how it went, and that's really good. And Port Clinton as well. Well, Port Clinton, my brother Harry is there, so he's got to say that it went well because he's my younger brother, so he's got to do that. No, but it went well in, in uh, Port Clinton as well. All right, folks, I hope and pray that some of you take these classes coming up. Um, Lord bless you. I think we're done. <laughs>